Alright, so welcome back. We are going to continue to listen to wisdom of Saint Theodorus the Great. And we are we start with text, text number thirty. I don't know which page if <coughs> okay, you will find it. Do not let anger and wrath make their home in you, for an angry man is not dignified, whereas wisdom dwells in the hearts of the gentle. If the passion of anger dominates your soul, those who live in the world will prove to be better than you, and you will be put to shame as unworthy of monastic solitude. What an interesting, like, counsel, and... Uh, it might seem to us uh, strange that he addressed these words, this advice to monks who um, decided to spend a life in solitude. Um, probably we would not expect this advice for this state of or way of life. Um, but uh, true is that it is appropriate and uh, uh, even this this council can help us to understand um, state of our or these movements in our soul during some days we have to understand that everybody who makes decision and for some kind of radicalism in spiritual life, who makes decision that, yes, I want walk on this path to salvation, um, usually in the beginning, the zeal which brings this decision causes that the zeal that we are full of excitement. Uh, many these uh, spiritual writers, they call it that it is sweetness, that that, that, that person experiences uh, some kind of sweetness of, uh, uh, of this life, and it is like full of, of um, joy and, and excitement, happiness. And, you, and his, the person is able to do big things for, for God. And um, he, he is able to de deny himself in very almost extreme ways, but it's not healthy. He should follow advice of his or her spiritual father. But after this sweetness, which is in the beginning of spiritual life, after this sweetness, something comes what is more bitter. And uh, there, there, are there are many things, but co this connection with this uh, advice from St. Theodoros, uh, we can concentrate on one aspect of this bitterness or some kind of difficulty. Um, when we start to live this spiritual life, it is connected that not only with this sweetness, but slowly we start to see what is in our heart with some kind of clear vision. We can really can see that what we are. Um, it was on Saturday, I was talking about on Sunday, about that man who, or on feast, I don't remember now. On Saturday. On Saturday. Yeah. I didn't use it on Sunday because baptism. I was talking about one man who, uh, ask for a book for spiritual life and uh, after a few days because he wanted to grow spiritual after a few days he came back and he returned book to priest you know with words that's too much he cannot do this because first already first pages of this that book pointed something that was corrupted in his soul and he realized this so huge that he lost courage 
I said, I'm not able to conquer this, this bad habit or whatever it was in me. So, and, and because he gave up, he even didn't want to continue the book. Probably was scared what can he uncover in his heart. And this is happening when we make this decision, God takes it seriously. And uh, I heard this comparison that, that, that God acts like bulldozer at the moment. When we make decision for deeper spiritual life, he said, okay, and he comes and like, and like, and demolishes everything what we built already in our heart, or a way of life, a way of thinking, and uh, he leaves only foundation if there are some. But many times it seems that while well, everything was wrong, what we were doing. And it is very unpleasant. People who are not prepared for that uh, can lose hope. This is why Simeon a new theologian says that that he, his advice is somebody comes to believe that one of the first steps the person must do is to find spiritual father or somebody who would help him go through this uh, not only to begin but continue because if uh, if a person is left by himself or herself um, I think that very easily the person can lose this zeal, this courage, and everything, because he would not understand what is going on. This movement is caused by our pride, which is rooted somehow in our souls. Even we say, well, we are not prideful, but well, when if we read, for example, gospel or work of saints about spiritual life, uh, we very quickly find that there is there are, in our life there are there are these moments when uh, uh, which are not in accord with this, and this causes tension in our heart because it's difficult to, at first to admit that that we were wrong or something wrong. This pride starts to fight against this, and. Uh, that how it is practically uh, visible in our lives is that we become nervous and angry. You know, this is two signs that, um, well, there was a documentary, a movie about, a, or short, short show, I think on YouTube I saw that, or somewhere else. I, it, it's not important. But that, that documentary was about a man who wanted to try to live for two weeks as a monk who lives in solitude. So he approached this igumen, the superior of one monastery, uh, somewhere in the desert. I don't remember where it was, but well, anyway. So, and they made arrangements, so the superior when he arrived, that man prayer took him to that cave or this place where these monks usually stay, with that one which was uh, uh, which was uh, empty, but he lived that, and he provided for him enough like necessary like food for those two weeks, and he gave him several advices, and he left him, and he was there alone for two weeks. And he was, every day he made a commentary to his camera that what was going on, you know. And the uh, first day he was like joyful, great, the silence is wonderful. And then it was like, oh, this is great. But what was interesting, I don't want to go through all this process he experienced, but it was fourth or fifth day, he made this comment that that he was angry all day. He was full of anger. That even like one of the stones was like bothering him, so he kicked 
this somewhere far, you know, and then he goes pain to his feet. But but he couldn't explain that why is that. He was relatively fasting. He was keeping that prayer rule that superior gave him. He was keeping these uh, uh, advices, you know, how to spend day. He was following this this rule, and he expected like paradise. And and he couldn't explain. He couldn't understand why he is filled with this nervosity and anger and nobody was there, nobody bothered him, nobody, nothing. And this was very interesting to to hear that. But what happened, he he really entered the solitude, the silence, following the rule of prayer. So what happened was that he started to realize what is broken inside of him. And this anger is the result of the pride which kept him to make some kind of deeper conversion. Pride which wanted to keep this old way of life, didn't want to give up on that. And and this is what make this very difficult uh, state inside of soul. Now, this is why uh, St. Theodorus says that don't allow that anger and hate to make a dwelling in your heart. Um, because if the monk would allow that, to, to stay in this, allow himself to stay in this state, so then uh, there will, what kind of profit would have his monastic work, monastic life, even people in the world would be better than he is. And uh, so this is why he uh, um, why we have to realize that uh, we, when we are trying to go deeper to spiritual life, that we, we will encounter the same thing, same state of soul, even maybe not in this intensity, like these monks who are alone, but still it will be. And we have to know about that, that this is the mechanism uh, of soul, this uh, or spiritual law, we have to expect that it will be, and we have to be ready for that. And in these moments, when it comes, we have to spend time in prayer, asking, begging for help. You know, because otherwise, we can stay in this bitterness, and nothing will happen to us. No change, no transformation. But this bitterness can really lead us to, diff to even worse state, which is some kind of uh, state when heart is becomes like a rock, and we will be fulfilling some kind of rule, but but it will be without spirit, without. Uh, uh, it will be just pharisaism. Okay. So this is what what we are supposed we have to know about that and to be ready for it. We shouldn't be surprised that this can happen. And and we uh, we can test it, you know, that if, if we go to our past and I Probably I would be wrong that you are able to find these moments always when you make some kind of significant step forward in spiritual life that this that you experience something like that. And and it doesn't make sense. 
you know, like we are confused because we expect okay I did something wrong and uh, I, I, I did something very good in front of a speech lawyer suddenly it seems that my state of my soul is even worse and I don't know why and <laughs> yeah I experienced it very often and when I'm driving <laughs> a lot of nervousity sometimes. <laughs> when we went to Pittsburgh last time to visit Miran and Sarah, and so we started on Sunday, it was Sunday, so we went and meeting in, in Akron, it was like mess on the roads. And uh, and I, I don't, why all those people, those crazy people, decided to go to Pittsburgh when we are going? <laughs> <laughs> and then, when we were leaving from Pittsburgh, someone said, oh, you can stay a little bit longer. I said, no, no, no. There are, those people are, I'm planning to return back. <laughs> so I want to go ahead. <laughs> it's a joke, but well, but sometimes you have these states, especially, you know, you can experience even you like these these changes during the day that if you spend like morning like in good prayer and you read something, you you will feel like inner joy that you were fed spiritually and 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 it is something that touch uh, almost always then uh, uh, something coming done something similar I, I described you know that you know like everything can become like obstacle or source of some kind of strange nervosity or anger you know even like innocent the little stone and paths is problem <coughs> okay I, I took too much about so keep this, this, this is good, good, very good advice he gives. Let's continue. In every trial and in all warfare, use prayer as your invincible weapon. And by the grace of Christ, you will be victorious. Let your prayer be pure as our wise teacher counsels. For he says, I would have men pray everywhere, lifting up holy hands without anger and without quarreling. But the person who neglects such prayer will be delivered over to trials and passions. Well, we know already when we, from Ryanchen, you know, and we talk about that, that these trials and tests are nonstop uh, present in our uh, life. And <clears throat> so this is why we should. Uh, we should see that as uh, we should understand that they come only with God's permission to our life. Nothing happens without God's permission. And the uh, Holy Fathers, because of that, they always were talking about these trials and difficulties, crises and crosses. They, 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 they saw this as an opportunity for growth that God visits them with that, say, um, may they practice uh, virtues, which will help them to grow in virtuous life. Uh, and uh, another thing is that, that if we recognize this, our weakness of our, our soul uh, in the middle of these trials, so if for for Christian uh, this this recognition of this weakness leads towards uh, intensive more intensive prayer and spiritual life because we know that well this is uh, something that God allowed and if He allowed this it is for our salvation is good for us and we beg for help. So it is 
it is something what what should come like natural thing for us to react with prayer for help. Samuel? It's very different from, you know, Father David often talks about how this translates into psychology, but it's very different from a modern psychologist approach because you listen to someone like Jordan Peterson, he waxes very eloquent talking about how complex the psychological state is and using anger and pride as like uh, a form of protection for the psyche and mm -hmm. so we're just reacting to our environment it's very man versus wild type of mentality and it just strikes me how differently is the wisdom of the fathers and that the response should be one of prayer and deepening of the spiritual life in response to our pride being hurt or yeah. becoming angry. Yeah. Um, That's a good point. Uh, yeah. yeah. Well, if you if you don't make some inner decision to really commit your life to Christ, you know, as we heard yesterday um, during exorcism. Uh, uh, so if we don't make this decision, it or deeper decision, and if we don't start to really look to gospel and to accept the gospel as a this God's instruction how to live, until we don't do this, so then we have to use this, as you said, this this concepts you know, to somehow to find way how to live in this world. And and until we don't make this really deep, uh, absolute decision, I would say, it's very difficult to accept that trials and difficulties and crosses might be those good instructors, God sends for us to help us to grow. So I think that, that people in the world they don't have other way just to use it as you said that this to find some kind of explanation or protection it's difficult but for us Christians it is uh, we, we know that uh, we are we are uh, poor you know, we lost paradise. Uh, the fall destroyed um, this beauty which was given by God to us. We lost that. And uh, we are trying to, to gain back uh, walking on the path Christ showed us. And, but, well, we, we are realizing that we are beggars. And, and what is natural for beggar is to beg. So we really turn to God with this uh, understanding that, well, we cannot do anything by ourselves, but we need his help, that we need his grace, we need him. And this is done uh, through prayer. And uh, it was very interesting what he says. Uh, in the end, I have to find this last sentence, 31. Oh, but the person who neglects such prayer will be delivered over to trials and passions. Yes. What he says is very interesting, and you pay attention that if we neglect in these trials and crosses, if we neglect to turn to God in prayer, to ask Him for help, because we, it should lead us towards Him. So then we be deliberate to bigger trials and, and difficulties. And, and it, it is something what, what is worthy to remember too, because 
uh, especially when like these uh, difficulties are multiplying in our lives, we should think that well, how did we react with this first one? Did we turn to God? Did we uh, somehow with humility uh, approach Him, help Him, asking for help? Did we learn what He was trying to teach us through this first easy? difficulties because one thing is for sure and he is fighting for us God wishes our salvation how God wishes us to come back to him to, to he wishes to give us uh, eternal life so until our last breath he will be fighting for us and uh, Many times, I think that this romantic somehow image we we are infected by this is that well, it is some kind of this this God's fight for us and help for us so that it comes very sweet, nice away that and we are overwhelmed by love and well. It happens many times in these higher levels of spiritual life and um, God's grace visits us in, uh, in visions and, and we, we, have, we taste this foretaste of heaven somehow. But in, on the way of purification, it is, it is in through trials and crises. Because only those have power to break this wall which is in our heart, which causes that the grace cannot really touch um, the center of heart, if I start this way. So, again, if we experience like uh, these tries which are growing, or bigger intensity you have to go back and maybe to look how did we react it on uh, those tries which came before because many times we are <coughs> what we do we say oh, I can handle that I can survive that you know I can go through and we somehow make ourselves our heroes that we stand against that we survive we we suffer through, and uh, and we, and, but it is not the way how we should should uh, go through. Yes, we should go through these trials in like with patience, but not without, uh, but not not counting on our strength or some kind of ignorance to this problem. It shouldn't, we shouldn't go through these trials like these trials should lead us towards God. You know, yes, what we are supposed to do, we are supposed to do what what we can do is our, our strength. But but this movement towards God is important. Stan so Isaac Syrian he says very nicely in one place that uh, that. <coughs> I don't know if I can offer an exact words, but he said that we should start to build our ark before the flood. So it means that we even should, we have to beg God even for grace to maybe are able to turn to him in the time of, of crisis and make this preparation. Hi, Lucia. <laughs> A question, some or nothing. Good. So, 32. Okay. Wine makes glad the heart of man, but you who have professed sorrow and grief should turn away from such gladness and rejoice in spiritual gifts. If you rejoice in wine, 
you will live with shameful thoughts and distress will overwhelm you. Well, not good news for those who like wine. <laughs> okay. There are difficulties, guys. They take everything what is good. But we have to understand correctly. Uh, not correctly. Uh, yes, correctly. He says, but you who have professed sorrow and grief. So he's talking about monks. Um, there is an in Syriac language, uh, name from monk is that one who uh, cries. Who, who is who is like overwhelmed with sorrow? So then, the word word monk means that. So this is why he said that you who have professed sorrow and grief. So he's turning towards towards um, those who started their monastic vocation and. Uh, those are expected to turn away from this pleasure which wine brings because they are supposed to rejoice in spiritual gifts not in things which come from this world and it gives like warning that well if um, if you uh, leave this pleasure in your life so then uh, you will be living without peace and you will be living with shameful thoughts and this is again some kind of of uh, spiritual law what can we expect if we do this it's like they, they give us many of these explanation of these mechanisms which rule in our souls. But for sure when we are listening to these councils we we know that we cannot in fullness follow all these rules uh, which are for monks. But this instruction well, we can do this. We can do this, and uh, uh, we can uh, renounce these uh, pleasures, bodily pleasures. It's not about wine; it's about many things. Uh, maybe are, and in order to be open more for pleasures, we are which are coming from heaven, from above. And it is something what is difficult to digest for people from the world because they don't understand this. I remember when it was first book translated about these elders from Manatos to Slovak language. We were, uh, we, were, we were still in our first page, very early. Uh, it was about a short, not big book about uh, Pisces uh, from Manatos in Pisces. And when I, I read this, it was like eyes opening. We didn't have access to all this, like teaching of Holy Fathers, life of Holy Fathers. It was, it was like first book I read, and I was taken by that. But I remember when I came to a uh, part when they were describing like this, some kind of details how he lived and there was like um, one thing that uh, somebody uh, gave him like jar of um, jam mm -hmm. uh, to make jam yeah jelly mm -hmm. and uh, when the person returned back to visit him he saw this jar of jelly filled and the jelly there was like this um, cucumber, carrots, whatever, and, and very 
totally different tastes. So the person, oh, he totally damaged the jelly. And if he eats that, so he doesn't have any pleasure from jelly and he has no pleasure from, from this cucumber or other this stuff he put there. And it was like upset and for me it was, this is strange, this is like horrible. But then, reading this work of Holy Fathers, I started to understand that what he did, he, for sure, for sure he uh, he did it not from some kind of extravagancy and showing up. He was aware that uh, because he had like this lofty state of soul, and so he was aware that if he allows himself something from pleasure from this world, he would lose what he was getting in this visions and states of grace he experienced. And I, and I, I think that, that uh, the world cannot understand this. But, and even for us, it might be strange if we willingly, uh, willingly uh, do the same thing. Um, and, and I have to admit, I am talking about this, this part because uh, from the time, always, almost always, when I add some kind of spices to meal which is in front of me to make it more tasty, it comes very often to my mind that Pisces would do something totally different, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I feel bad, I cannot help myself. But sometimes I, I conquer that, and uh, then I'm crying over this food, you know, forcing myself that, oh, okay, but well. So it is difficult. It is very difficult, and, but I think that even as I said, that I have this difficulty with food, you know, that it has to be uh, spiced correctly. And, uh, but even if I'm not able to, in many, many times, to, to, to resist, but this memory somehow makes this food like bitter a little bit, and it takes away a little bit of that pleasure. But I think that we got the, the meaning. Do we, there are some questions about that? No, it's, it's easy, isn't it? No. <laughs> no? What I think about is when you're talking about the jelly and the cucumbers and everything is the sweetness of prayer and the bitterness of trials. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there, are, there are many, many uh, these examples. I, uh, a few months ago, I read about a monk who was making uh, baskets from uh, some kind of type of palm, uh, palm uh, mm -hmm. leaves. And, uh, but before you had to cook these leaves, before you make this. So he, he was cooking this in his Excel and he uh, never changed the water, only once per year. So water, he was just adding water, but this water was giving so bad smell that he uh, nobody wanted to visit him because of that and he spent there and he said well this is how I am doing repentance for all pleasure of my previous life mm -hmm. by enduring this bad smell <sighs> extreme but it worked for him for sure not all monks followed his example but he found his way 
how to become free from that and to open more for the spiritual gifts. This was always pushing him to concentrate on these the spiritual things. Well, I think that it, it, his practice didn't become like common among all monks. But many of them, they found their own ways how to conquer that desire for pleasures of this world. And uh, I think it is up to us to search how can we, in correct way, appropriate way, we should present how we can practice that. And, and with this thought that, well, I am giving up of this because I want something what is higher. Pleasure, I don't want to be satisfied with this pleasure. I want, I, because I expect this pleasure from spiritual gifts. I agree with you, it's very hard. It's very hard. But remember, Christianity is only for hearers. Only for heroes. Mm-hmm. All right, let's go some, take something easier. <laughs> oh, it's not easier. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thirty-three. Do not plan to spend feast days in drinking wine, but in regenerating your intellect and purifying your soul. If you eat gluttonously and drink wine, you'll provoke anger in the person whom the feast is honoring. Wow. Yeah. Tough. Tough thing, but well, we, we don't need to think too much about that uh, and we can f- discover wisdom, wisdom. and uh, he he really captured there what is going on in our minds mm-hmm. you know like uh, just very good example is like great fast mm-hmm. and how it is like uh, when this preparation for the Pascha starts and uh, people are searching for good sausage, good ham, and they, they are planning this, what we are going to have on Pascha as a food after this uh, 50 days of, of fasting. And, uh, and we start to look forward how we enjoy that food, how we enjoy well, this freedom from fast, which comes. Uh, and even if it is not like too radical, but well, in some way we are planning that okay, pa- final basket will somehow relieve, it will be easier, and well, so I don't need to be so strict. But what we are planning is actually something what, uh, what, uh, okay, actually, what we are doing at the time. We are planning to destroy everything we built during these 50 days. You know, because the great fast and this fasting and, and difficulty, this built something in us. And we uh, usually take this this way okay, the great fast is over, now I can return back to normal way. Well, normal way of diet, maybe, but but with the setting of soul, uh, we are even destroying even those who we get, we gain, and uh, so we should not plan to spend these festival days by drinking of wine. He means that that these are plan uh, for this easiest. Um, the way of our spiritual life that 
that we that strictness is a way, this destroys everything. And maybe I told this story before sometime that there was a man who decided, uh, I know him, that he decided to uh, spend like whole great fast in very strict way, strict fasting. We have to understand that there was like in Slovakia during communists um, and in or in because of some kind of Latinization, it means that a lot from Latin spirituality was pushed on us and forced us to follow. It was presented to us as a correct way and well, nothing like this, this words of this great uh, teacher of spiritual life are not available in Slovak, uh, in Slovak language. So I grew up uh, in the way that uh, fasting, the great fast, was very strict in our family, family of priests. It's very strict. It means that whole first week without meat. Then Wednesday and Friday, fasting from meat, and whole like this great week without meat. And this and it was something like oh, it was like big thing, because usually what we followed this Latin or was given us this discipline church gave us was you are fasting on first day of the great fast very strict and very strict on Great Friday, and then Wednesday, Fridays without meat. So we, we did something more extra, and other, there were plus other things. So we thought, well, we did something. But first, like fast, when it was really strict without meat, was in, um, when we went to our first parish, and I said, well, will we try? So I agreed. So we tried, and uh, and we tried to, and and we were talking, and, and no TV, no social media, nothing, no media. And when we talked, we told about that uh, to our neighbor. She was uh, principal in school, and she said, "Well, this is a good idea. I will go with my family too." So she followed, and in the end of great fast. Uh, she told me, you know what, this was great, we didn't watch TV. You know what, during this great fast I put whole house to order, it was needed. I went through all these cabinets, everything I put. And I said, oh, well, it's not the point, you know, <laughs> of the great fast, you know, but at least she tried. So, uh, if I, I am just describing that how situation was, so that man who, went, who really tried to go very strict. You know, for us it was something um, really rare. And he did it. And uh, then, uh, and he was planning that on, on uh, Sunday, that, well, Sunday of Pascha, that he he will like celebrate his family. He was looking forward to this, and and on, uh, he told me that on Saturday, still only started like hours to the liturgy because uh, because uh, it was the end of this horrible time of strict fast. And on, he said on Sunday morning, he told himself. I did it. Also, it was like, I am the man, you know, the, I, I conquered myself and said, I did it. Also, it was a great feeling. And what happened was that almost immediately after that, he had conflict with his wife. So, and so he went to church very angry and he said, I didn't enjoy liturgy. It was like this this anger from this conflict was like buzzing, like buzzing in my head. This I it was horrible, and I was so upset that he said after liturgy, I I, I, 
he said, I said, I'm not going home now immediately. No, he, I said, I, I wanted to punish my my wife for that what she did, and so he decided that, well, um, they can start lunch without me, and so he went to bar, and I, I'm going to have a drink and spend some time, then I will go home. Well, it was not one drink, he said, one drink, another drink, he said, I got so drunk. Then I came home, and I was like that. The next day he was like, like full of shame. Full of shame. Because, and he told, I, next day he realized that this was his pride. He was doing all this great stuff because of, he wanted to show himself that he's able to do this. That it was, am I right, Helen? You, you beautiful baby. <laughs> you are listening so carefully. You are learning these things, yes? So you are going to be holy girl and holy lady. Yes, smiling. You angel. Right? So, so he realized that that he he uh, tasted bad, uh, some kind of bad fruit from his bad intention he had. So, because and, and I think it was connected with that that for sure he was planning that day to enjoy in fullness what. He didn't eat or drink during all these uh, 50 days. And, uh, and uh, like Saint Theodoros, he teaches us that we should not plan this. We should plan to spend these big feasts, which are coming after this season, uh, with. Um, uh, with things which um, uh, help us to regenerate, um, regeneration, regenerate our soul and heart. So it means that um, uh, we should plan this. We should plan that, well, we will spend these festival days, but with this tasting of this spiritual joy and to be preparing for that. And uh, this would be some kind of protection against like this false. Oh, difficult. Even these things difficult. I'm I'm surprised that you want to listen to these guys. <laughs> they are like very very strange, and they are taking everything from us. But the reason is because they want to bring us to bigger pleasures and bigger gifts. And it is always worth it to follow their advice. All right, we will stop here.